When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Behind the Racket pod, the podcast taking you behind the racket with today's top tennis players and biggest issues facing the sport. Behind the Racket is a community to give fans and players in the world of tennis the opportunity to open up like they have never done before. Visit BehindTheRacket.com for the latest stories, merch, as well as direct links to all of the latest podcasts. It can also be found on iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. Download the episodes and make sure to leave a review. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at MikeCTennis on all forms of social media. You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. Special thanks to my sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at NewBalance.com and learn more about their program of giving back at hashtag NBGivesBack. You can also help support the podcast by visiting Patreon.com slash BehindTheRacketPod and receive rewards from our travels around the world. And now... This is a rare treat for me to get to sit with two actual athletes, as opposed to having Noah join me for any podcast, but uh, Christopher Eubanks filling in for my normal co-host, Noah Rubin. Don't say that. I'm not filling in. Okay. I'm not, it's not, I'm not, not a substitute here. You're not, I'm, I'm I, just, you, up, you upgrade it. As a point blank period, you upgrade it. <laughs> we kicked the little fella out. At least and, a uh, foot. And, and foot we are a little bit darker, and we are- More attractive. Hey, I like the way this is starting off already. Okay. And Ben Shelton. How's it going? <laughs> uh, ben, for, for people who might not know, NCAA champion just two weeks ago. Uh, congratulations. Uh, you, you immediately travel to play a professional event. And yeah. What were you thinking in that whole process? Because, frankly, that's, that's no time off into challenger level stuff in little right yeah my coaches uh wanted me to make sure that i kept playing while i was hot you know um i think that a lot of people are coming from europe and uh, they're not as used to the heat or the humidity and obviously i'd been training in in gainesville florida which is hot and humid for weeks and my match count was high so i thought if i'm feeling good i'm in shape um i want to go and play these first two weeks of the summer and see what i can do rather than taking a few weeks off and then having to amp it back up that being said, there's something to be said for celebrating what is a pretty monumental moment, right. an occasion. Did you have any time? Did, have you had any time? Are you at a point where you're actually able to appreciate what you have just done? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of been nonstop since. Uh, I had a couple minutes. We got to take the private jet back to Gainesville, which was a pretty cool experience. Ooh. Yeah, they, How, how's that at Georgia Tech? <laughs> hey, man. Wow. <laughs> we were taking those uh, sleeper buses, and those were the good yeah, trips. Right. Yeah. We got a sleeper bus to go somewhere. We said, hey, we're really doing it up this year. <laughs> yeah, but I'll take a couple days off uh, after this tournament and take some time. A few of my teammates and friends are in Gainesville, so I'll, I'll have a couple days to kind of decompress. You know the big question. How are you handling it in terms of what you're deciding to do? Um, and I, I'm not asking you point blank here, Ben, right. because obviously that's a very difficult thing. How are you handling it? How are you analyzing what you want to do for your future, whether it be pro, whether it be college? What, what are kind of the things that you're taking into account as you move forward? Right. Uh, I think a few of the things are, uh, one, I want to get my degree. And uh, I know that I could probably still do that if I turned pro, but there's something to be said for doing four years in college and uh, finishing it there, doing it in person. Um, and then also, it's a job. It's tough, as uh, Chris knows. And uh, I want to make sure that I'm completely ready to make that step in it for it to be a full-time job. Um, so when I'm ready or I feel ready to make that decision, I will. But, you know, as of right now, I'm, I'm planned on staying in college. If something changes over the summer or over the next year, maybe something could happen. But I'm trying to take it slow. In terms of your development, one thing that I experienced a little bit in school was I took some pretty drastic jumps from my entering my freshman year. So I went uh, the summer before my freshman year. I entered um, played that entire season and took some big jumps from where I might have been when I graduated high school to, you know, 12 months later, the end of my spring season. I was a totally different player. But also from that May to the following May, after I finished my sophomore year, I took some another really, really big jump. Right. One of the things that uh, my coach in college, Kenny, told me, he said, you have to also understand that the jumps now, while they still will move, you want them to still move in the right direction, they're don't expect for them to be as large anymore because I came in, I think, very similar to you, very raw, just kind of really didn't know uh, what I was doing out there, just, you know, see ball, hit ball, and using the minimal athleticism that I have in order to really uh, kind of make some, some, some waves through college tennis. But I think from that sophomore to junior year, I started to see, you know, areas of my game progressing a little bit more, but it wasn't the same type jump. It's like, well, I went right. from, you know, unranked to ending the year 50 in the country. I went from 50 in the country to, like, around 20. And then I was by the end, of the, I was top 10. Specifically in your game since entering, because you've made big jumps both. You went to college a year early, right. finished high school early, went to college, clinched the national championship last year as a freshman, and then comes back this year as, and I said all year, the best player in college tennis. What other jumps do you, did you feel like, or what jumps did you feel like you made between that freshman and sophomore year to where you are now? And what jumps do you see you feel like you need to make to continue that progression? Because looking at it right now, like you, you go, come off the back of NCAAs, you jump right into a semi challenger. Like it's those things are very, very tough to do. There are a lot of guys who have those takes those lumps early in their professional career, but you seem to kind of just continue in that momentum and your game is starting to develop. So what, what else do you see and do you feel like, all right, if I want to continue this progression, I need to work on? Yeah, I think one thing that is uh, really clear is fitness. Um, I definitely need to refine a few things with my game, maybe technique-wise or 
uh, ball striking, uh, some decision making. But I think like uh, fitness, footwork, um, I think that one thing that I struggle with is when I don't feel that I can go the distance. My game starts to break down or fall apart and I'm not playing the type of tennis I want to play. And I'm at my best when I'm comfortable. I know that if it goes three sets, if there's extended rallies, I'm going to be able to hang tough. So I think over this summer, one thing that I'm going to be really focused on is uh, my fitness. Obviously, it's tough and in a place here in Orlando. It's brutal weather. As uh, Mike knows, these last couple of days have I've been brutal. A little bit. Yeah, a lot of suffering. But I think I that... I get paid to suffer, though. <laughs> you do get paid to suffer. <laughs> it's so true. A wise person once said. Yes. <laughs> I think that's something that could make a big jump for me because it would bring my bottom level tennis up on the, on the off days where I'm not feeling that I can hit my spots on every single serve or I'm seeing the ball amazing I can still compete hang in tough and win points 100% it's interesting I, I, I hope you don't take this the wrong way oh god everything always goes <laughs> well after goes that well statement hey that's almost like that. as good as no disrespect <laughs> no I so many players that I've interacted with at the age of 19 20 have only gone through juniors and maybe at, at that stage are rather um, jaded, a, a little bit tired, frustrated. You come in, and, and again, this is where it kind of sounds bad, but I don't think you necessarily have that high-level experience at Wimbledon at, at U.S. Right. Open juniors and yeah. Australian Open juniors. Um, even the stringer last week in Little Rock expressed to me just like, you were just such a nice young kid and I and I mean that in the most positive way but you still seem to have this very positive effervescent personality around you and I'm wondering how your development as a, as a child how your parents raised you especially the last four or five years how that factors in and how you just kind of view this opportunity that is in front of you in terms of the professional side while you're balancing the college uh, right. education as well. Yeah, um, I was kind of a late bloomer. I played a lot of other sports. I was really big into football. Um, that was my favorite sport, and that's the sport I thought that was going to like take me a long way and was going to be my career. So I changed sports at probably 12 or 13, like seventh grade. So I... It was frustrating at first. I was behind, like, pretty much everyone, and uh, there's a lot of things that I couldn't do that other people could do. But I think now at 19, 20, uh, I have a lot, probably less match experience and experience traveling the world than other people, but I think I'm more fresh, uh, less likely to get burnt out. So I'm glad that I had the ability to play other team sports, uh, interact with a lot of other kids, make other friends, and uh, not just have all the pressure on me from such a young age, which is what tennis does. You're watching Holt and Svita today in, in doubles, and you're, you're close to me in the broadcast booth, and, I mean, you're, you're, you're cheering for them. He's, Eubanks is playing in singles. You're one court over. You're, it, it seems like you, that team atmosphere, that uh, enjoyment of the sport is really still there, right? Right. Yeah, I think that something that's – really important I mean obviously it can be lonely being on the tennis tour and I think Chris does a great job with the with this but he's just a people person and mm -hmm. he likes being around people and I think that 
if you're out there on tour and you don't like anyone that you're with, it's, <laughs> it's going to be a struggle and it's going to be a lot of long weeks. But if you enjoy your time that you're there, you're friends with the commentator, and <laughs> you maybe go to dinner friends, with him friends sometimes. Might be a, that might be a strong word right there. That might be a strong word right there. Friends, I'd say we... Acquaintances. Uh, there we go. Tolerate. We tolerate each other. Tolerate. You guys right. tells me I have bad volleys. And, you know, we One go time. A, oh, my God. Oh, that's <laughs> but it's, no, it's it's important. I mean, yes. those type of relationships are actually very important. And uh, we haven't talked about your dad yet. Um, obviously, the years on tour that Legend. he had, he is. What has he told you about how to experience this summer as you are getting really that first taste of professional tennis on your own? Yeah, he he told me that. Um, it's really important that I do things professionally. Mm. Um, even though like I'm still a college guy, I should be looking at it as how everyone else is out here. It's a job, you know, it's it's their way of life and that if you aren't gonna be a hundred percent committed and fully vested each week, then you shouldn't be playing. Um, one of the things that he actually told me was he recommended that I didn't play this week and I took some time off. I mean, it obviously been a long stretch, but I think at the end of the day, he's done a really good job of leaving things up to me, and he wants me to make my own decisions and make mistakes right now when nothing's on the line for me. When, so uh, when it is my job or when I do decide to turn pro, I have some experience knowing what I should do and shouldn't do and how my body feels. So I think that taking care of my body and... Uh, Learning from my mistakes is two things that he wanted me to focus in on this summer. And uh, you're taking a few weeks off after this, right? In right, In yeah. preparation, kind yeah. of leading up into more events and kind of putting together, you know, the three or four weeks on tour to kind of see what that's like. In that four-week block or three-week block, however long it's going to be, you said you plan on fitness kind of being one of the key areas and that you're going to really – try to make a big push for it. Obviously, I think the, the elephant in the room is you're an American. You won the NCAA championship. Usually, that comes with the U.S. Open main draw wild card. Right. Three out of five sets is a little bit different. Was that kind of a factor in saying, you know what, let's try to put together these four weeks or three or four week training blocks and then get some matches leading up to U.S. Open? Or is it more just saying, hey, I had a lot of matches in Champagne for NCAA team and singles, went straight to Little Rock, then chose to come straight to Orlando. I just need some time off. It, it's... Is there a bit of that saying, you know what, I'm looking for, I want to really be playing some good tennis late August, early September? Or is it just more of saying, hey, even if I, if I didn't have the U.S. Open coming up, I still would take this four-week training block? Yeah, I think uh, the thing in, like, the front of my mind was that my match count is high right now. I don't want to get injured from keep playing these three 25Ks in a row or whatever it is. So it was just take some time off. Um, and then I'm uh, definitely in the back of our minds was I have a lot to look forward to later this summer and more events that I want to play. And so uh, there's some things that I want to straighten out before those events come. And, yeah, first time three out of five. Like, we haven't talked about it, but that's definitely something to consider if I end up getting that U.S. Open wild card. And uh, so I think that it was a combination of – things that I'm looking forward to, but also things that I've just felt needed to be addressed during this college season. What is that? What are those things? Oh, I, just like I talked about one fitness. Yeah. Um, 
Clearly, you weren't listening. I know I was. I just want to make sure it's, it's clear. I mean, there is a few other a things. Thing. He's right. Yeah. He's right. He's he's seen my matches the last couple of weeks. He Come knows on. what I need to work on. <laughs> uh, I think I need to get a little bit better uh, finishing at the net. Yeah. Um, willingness you to come talk to this guy about that. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's you, know rip us, huh? <laughs> you know it. You know it. So I think that that's really important for my game. Yeah. Uh, ability to shorten points and then um, my return to serve. Uh, I think is one other piece, being able to get deeper into some return games because uh, like this big server here knows, it's uh, it puts a lot of pressure on the other guy. If you can get in return games and get breaks as a big server. Uh, <laughs> That's rare for me, buddy. I'll tell you that right 1%, now. 1% maybe. Hey, but man, if, if Chris Eubanks breaks you in a set, you're like, yeah. hey, you know what, I'm Damn done. It. Too good, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. If things are going well. That's exactly what it says. But if it's not, it's kind of like. The U.S. Open last year, you got a break. It was over. Yeah, it was, those were some good days, man. Mm-hmm. Man, those were some good times. Mm-hmm. Good bowling. What, you are obviously at, what, 20, 25? Six. 26 at this stage. And you've got a young man here. I mean, what are, what are some of the things you've learned over the last couple of years? We've had dinner. I hope nobody takes offense to me admitting that here on the podcast, but we've had dinners the last couple of weeks. What are some of the things you want you would want to teach him at his age about what's most important that you've learned over the last couple of years? The, the thing is, I don't think there's anything I can really bring to him that he isn't either going to or hasn't already experienced or he's going to get from his dad. Mm-hmm. I think you made a very good point in saying, being professional is one of the most important things. Being able to say, all right, I'm going to give it my all this, you know, this week, giving it this 100%. For, for me, I think one of the things that I had to learn early on that I think my our situations have were kind of unique, um, and especially with mine, is that there is no one set path. One thing that I had to kind of get used to was the better I did, the more people wanted to come and offer their advice and their help, which right. all is very well intended. Like, they want to see you do well. It's great. But at the end of the day, you're – career is going there there's no blueprint to success there's it's okay ben shelton needed this chris eubanks needs this there's no hey i did this with so and so so you should do it exactly the same i never really subscribe to that i think you have to look at yourself i think you have a lot more fire and just i don't even want to say jovialness on the court but you 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 have a lot more energy that you bring than i i even I think probably those first few pro tournaments I did like everyone. I remember seeing you last year in Cary. You were playing qualies. You were dropping 135s at 1-0 yelling, come on. <laughs> like, but yelling it. And I was like, yeah, that's going to calm down. You just, that's tough to bring every single week. And while it has calmed down, the fire is still the same there. Right. Like I, when I'm watching you play, like you get into it, but it's like you're controlling it now. Before it, it seemed last year you got into Cary Challenger qualies, and I uh, remember you were playing on the second court. And you were just, after every point, it was just like, oh, there's the college guy. He's, right. he's out there. He's hype. He's ready to go. But even now, seeing how you're conducting yourself, even I watched some of your matches during the NCAA tournament, in a college atmosphere, you were the professional is what it yeah. looked like. You were the I guy agree. who looks like, I've been here before. And there are other guys in your conference and in college tennis that I won't name, but they, they, they still kind of embody that college player that every point is, yeah, rah, 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 where Ben just it. seemed. Liam Drexel. Oh, buddy, you got right into it, huh? Wow. I mean, just, like, we're he, jumping in the deep end, huh? But uh, my point in saying that is that there's different ways of going there's about so it. There's so many different ways to go right. about it. And I think the main thing that, I've, that I have to say is if you find a method and you find people 
that you trust and you believe in it, I truly, for lack of a better word, don't care what other people say. Right. If you have something that has worked for you this long and it's clearly still working for you, you're going to have people of probably a high name in the sport of tennis that will watch you. And I'll say, like, if you don't get into the U.S. Open, there's going to be a problem, health, yes. health permitting. Yes. Obviously, health is a big factor. But if you don't get it, that's going to be a problem <laughs> by a lot of people. Um, but And that's going to be an experience in itself. You're going to have people that are going to want to come and sit and watch Ben Shelton. Oh, that's Brian Shelton. So you go watch, and that kid's good, man. But if he just did this, if yep. he can just work on this, and naturally, you, it's kind of like bright lights. Oh, my God, this is a former coach of a, you know, maybe a n- former number one player in the world. or this, And he's offering me, I got to take it, I got to take it. I don't fully buy that. I right. think you have to, when you find who the people that you trust are, you ride that out and you say, you know what, if there's something grows stagnant, okay, maybe we look at changing something, but this is my process. This process has worked so far. Who cares what, and it's, it's tough to say because I'm, I'm guaranteeing you're, you're going to have some big names that are going to want to offer you advice and some of it might be good advice. I'm not saying you dismiss every single advice, but you take a look at with you, your dad, your coaches, your family, and you say, is this advice applicable to me? And if it's not, you say, thank you so much for the help. I appreciate it. We're going to continue. And you don't even have to even give them that, but you just say, okay, thank you. Appreciate it. And you go on and continue to do what you're doing. Now, if it will apply, then you can go, all right, we might be able to use some of that. But just what you're doing has clearly been working. And the one thing I just like, don't allow someone else to come in from the outside and say, this is what you should be doing. That being said, this is going to bring me into the conversation, and I'm going to hijack it here. I one time said something bad about your volleys. You did. Hurt my feelings, to be it honest. It did. I thought we were close. I, we I, are. I didn't speak to you for a minute, didn't I? You did not in Miami. Uh-huh. It was awkward. Yeah. yeah we went out to maybe dinner. you'll learn. We went out to dinner at the Olive Garden <clears throat> two weeks ago as we got to Little Rock. Mm-hmm. This young man across the table from me was able to repeat word for word oh what you said about what him what i said about him in champagne last year when he reached the quarterfinals am i correct <laughs> yes it's impressive okay here's my question how do you dismiss that noise so i uh <laughs> and this is going to this is going to sound real bad it's, but all, right. it's all right I'm it's a, okay i'm going to give it to you so yeah. th- there's a uh, there's a famous there's a former nfl player by the name of Channing Crowder who uh, I don't know if you're allowed to shout out other podcasts, but he was on a podcast called I Am Athlete, and it's one of my favorites to listen to. He once, we were, they were talking about, you know, the whole the, the process of going into the NFL draft and, and you know, uh, scouts telling athletes what they need to work on, this or that. And he goes, he doesn't subscribe to the notion that you just tell everyone, I don't care what you think about. I don't care what anyone thinks about me. I know. He goes, no, that's, that's, that's BS. He goes, one thing that he decided, though, was to put a value on those evaluating you. If it's somebody that you respect, someone that you see similarities with, someone that you um, maybe look up to, if they are evaluating you and giving you constructive criticism, maybe you hold on to that a little bit more. Um, if it's a media member who is sitting there watching a very young and talented and raw play- tennis player and he's giving his input, if the input doesn't seem to align, you just say, okay, well, what is this person's value in their evaluation? <laughs> so you're saying that you don't value... Mycation. <laughs> Mycation. Right. We're on, just getting on, right on. into ben, it. So what did I say? What's the, wor- what's the phrase? What did I say? To me? Yeah. Um, About you and champagne last year. You said... Uh, 
guy's got a microphone in front of oh. his face. He can't oh, remember. He can't remember right. what he he's able to remember. You know, it when the breadsticks were there, <laughs> <laughs> when the breadsticks is one thing. I like breadsticks. Okay, uh, a year or two from now, Ben Shelton will just never just be staying in that rally. He's going to be putting. He's got to be more away. aggressive. He's got to be gotta way be so more aggressive. If he wants to make it. And. See, and you know, in that one, you know, Mike, you know, buying squirrel finds a nut every now and then. Yes, really. I think I think it's what you take from it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to go out here and say, okay, this is what I need to do now. But I understand what you were saying. I've talked to my coaches about different things, style of tennis. And, yeah, there's certain times where I do need to let go and not uh-huh. pull up. And I need to be aggressive. And I need to get myself yeah, to sure. that. And there's times where I need to be more physical and stay in points yes. and not just right. let points go. Of course. But I think that – what Chris said about uh, his advice to me and how he can't say much that my dad has already told me. It's funny because I left out one thing my dad said. And he, was, he said, keep your head down this summer. Mm. If that's one other thing that you do when you're on the pro tour, keep your head down. Don't like, be rude and dismiss people, but you know, like, with all the noise, just try to like, stay in your own lane. Uh, know that you're still just a college kid and that you're never, you're never too big. Uh, for any, not saying that I am in any way, but you're never too big for anyone else or the relationships that you can make on tour, or, uh, the people that you hang around. But again, he, he took the he took the criticism and then with coaches and family and right. said, okay, does this apply? Yeah. When you do that, you take whatever the criticism is. If it doesn't apply, you say, okay, well, thank you so much. I appreciate the help. Yeah. I, maybe someone even offers. I'd love to come down. That gets me a lot. I'd love to come down and work with you. I'd love for you to come out and work. Well, no, I have, I have a pretty good setup. I right. like the way that I'm progressing, and while I'm very appreciative of the offer, I'm going to continue to do things this way because this is where I feel most comfortable and this is where I've experienced success. But, again, you take whatever it is, you reevaluate it, and then if it comes from, you know, Mike Cation and it doesn't make a lot of sense, you go, well, you know, the value on that evaluation isn't that, isn't that high. So, you know, we're going to keep uh, on uh, going. I'm going to take you into the commentary world for a second here, okay. Chris, as you've done some Tennis Channel stuff. I wouldn't say something like that about about Ben here unless you see that there is a significant jump mm-hmm. that's available to him. Like you you will you know my commentary pretty well. Yeah. For me to say that about him, it's a, because I see okay, this next jump for him is understanding and learning that process of when to stay in rallies and when to be like I'm going to impose myself in the moment. Right. I know that might sound silly, but he remembers it. But for me, that's a compliment to him. Right. Yes. That the issue is, and that's something that you're going to learn as you, you go through your commentary phase over the next couple of years. That's me saying to Ben Shelton, like, I You see have it. You have it. He's got it. It's just that matter of he needs the matches to learn it. Right. And, and all of that. That's, that's, that's a silly thing. Yeah, it's true. But also, one thing you also, everyone who's going to offer, especially unsolicited advice, yep. is going to have, quote unquote, your best intentions. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the way they're going to come to you. Right. Everybody that's going to come up and offer it, hey, I've done this, or I think you can, there's no reason, Ben, you can't be one of the guys yeah. dropping 135, lefty, <laughs> great, good volleys, great <laughs> athlete. Like, yeah. I only want the best Athletic for you. Out there. But I think you should go back <laughs> six or seven feet behind the baseline and just start looping balls because that's what is really going to help your game. It'll <laughs> alleviate the errors right and then you go well but if i want to be an aggressive player i have to understand that errors are going to come like so everyone who's going to offer their advice is going to quote unquote have their best interests or have your best interests in mind when they're saying it 
but the perspective might not always be there. In this one case, Mike might have been onto something. Woo woo, good job, buddy. Yeah, no big deal there. But like for the most part, it's like that's the hard part. Like your dad said, keep your head down, just continue to do the work, and and obviously don't dismiss people when they offer, but also evaluate and say, okay, this person someone I maybe saw on TV or maybe know their name throughout the years. That's cool. They, they offer their help with me. It might not always be for you. And that's the one thing. No one, the people from the outside, they don't know your upbringing. They don't know your training habits. Now, they right. just watch you play a tennis match, which will be the U.S. Open in 2022. And they're going to sit there, and they don't see the work that's put in beforehand. Right. And they're going to sit there and watch. And, hell, maybe you get out there and you might get tight for a set and you might be missing some balls. Who knows what happens? And they're going to say, ah, man, I thought this kid had it. This kid doesn't work hard enough. Yeah. Look, look at him. He for just one did, match. You know, for one match, for maybe one <laughs> set. Yeah, right. And he's just spraying balls. The guy that has no discipline. Yeah. They don't know how disciplined <laughs> you train. Like, right. I, I know the mold of your dad. I know that yeah. your training is not sporadic. It's not, sporadic. Yeah. It's not just out here you messing around. Like, you, your dad's not going to be on the court with you if there isn't a purpose. Right. So that's the one thing you, like, that, that's, I think, another part of it. I People are going to sit there, agree. they're going to look, and they're going to have all the answers. They don't know the full story. So just understanding that and being like, take it in stride. And I thank you so much. appreciate it. I'm going to keep doing things this way. At the end of the day, though, are you going to be butthurt at Mike Cation with his comments towards you? Well, Chris is. I, well, you know, me and Mike, we've grown. Okay. We've, we've talked things out. And, you know, communication is a valuable thing. Trait, it you know, is. we I, were able to communicate things through. Talking about think, value. Uh, ben, all kidding aside, okay. There are very few people who I will allow on a FaceTime with my child, and Chris Eubanks is one of those people because I know he is. Genuine. I mean, that sound that's going to sound so good to the viewer, but the FaceTime <laughs> with Marnie was probably ten seconds, and she was staring at a video game the entire time. I was so, about to go, aww. But he, he does. He does know my child's name, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't put his face in front of my child if I didn't trust him. It's very true. And, and yeah, I do, I do trust that young man, like, all kidding aside. I do trust you. All right, so uh, <laughs> all right, now we're getting all yucky and gooky just, and all emotional. I just want you to know I, I like you. You're a good human being. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right. Appreciate that. Can we right. not go to IHOP, though? For dinner? Why are you telling people I'm going to IHOP during a challenge? Everybody man? knows that. No, they don't. I don't know where I eat. Oh, like, well, this is, we can edit I thought this, it was right? Waffle House. We cut it. edit that. You go to IHOP for dinner. Hey, hey, mute the, mute the microphone. <laughs> this, is, this is good information. I don't you know why won. I'm letting you spread these lies over the when airways. You won the match today. I did win that match. You did win Pancakes were busting too, boy. Sausage <laughs> links. Ooh. Like, that, that's one thing where like he needs to, he could get better on his. Yeah, he, no, 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 he no, wants I, to expose us, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I don't have anything. <laughs> Man, that's too good. Uh, ben, thank you. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I got oh. another one last question. Yeah, go. You play your dad in his prime wow. right now. Your dad wow. is still your dad is still using <laughs> the same technology. He won two Newport titles and got to fifty in the world. And you play him right now. Who wow. wins? I can't ask that question. I will. Though. Yeah, you. I ain't afraid of it. Uh, um, that's what one week of Tennis Channel will do for you. <laughs> I asked the hard-hitting hard questions. Hard questions. Two out of three. Two out of three. You play your dad two out of three sets what on surface? a hard court. Hard court. Hard court. I'm a, hey, I'll give him High fast bouncing? hard court. Fast. I beat him in three. You beat him in three. Yeah. What is the deciding factor in that match? It's forehand return. <laughs> wow, Actually, no, no, no. It's, it's the combination of my kick serve 
to his he had a right nasty there. kick though i know but that's to your forehand Ooh, but still, your forehand you get up there you tall too what thing is showed i've been shouting but, clocking that but thing. you said that he's using his he's using technology. his technology he does yeah. not have the the eats brian shelton at his prime what what year was that you know you graduated 90, tech what 88 was it 90, 90 like what year did you make round 96. of 16 at wimby 91. That's some information that Mike Cation should have, as he oh, is the, the established media member here. But yeah, it was somewhere between 91, 93, okay. or 94. So, yes. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, the, the equipment fast difference courts, is just Fast courts. You have your tech, modern technology. I mean, I guess. And, and he's going kick serves just. Uh, I'm trusting the, the technology, but he's fighting so hard. Just He just guy, can't he let does, it happen. He doesn't give you anything, you know? I'm not. I'm not seeing any blinking on the other side of the net. Fair enough, man. I love it. I just had to get that one out. I was waiting on it, and I'm like, no, nah, we gotta. I want to spark a little in-house, <laughs> in-house controversy. That's gonna cause some tough, <laughs> tough training. That training the block these weeks. next four weeks. He's like, Bad. oh, you said what? It's Good thing he what? doesn't listen to podcasts. <laughs> oh, he should listen to this one. I'll send this one. I'll send this one. He just read books. Uh, I, I will say. My experience with you, you have definitely put that head down. You have been very quiet, except for the times where you've been mocking me. <laughs> Sorry about that. Also, remember that time you said the thing about it? The, yeah, you couldn't handle it. That was funny. That was funny. Sorry. What did you say? You want to close this? I mean, kid knows how I feel about him. I, I said last year when I saw him, and Philip did as well. I got to give him credit. Phil was probably the first one on the Ben Shelton train. It's just because I obviously I saw the talent, I saw everything, but I, I, I hate putting quote-unquote expectations on players. I think they should just develop in their own time. Yes. Right. I, I don't like Same. the whole, oh, that guy in two years is going to be, I hate that stuff because then you put yourself in this position. If that person doesn't do it, you're like, oh, well, they, whatever. I think, I thought you were, when I saw you last year, actually being able to play for the first time, sitting next to it, I said, this kid's got something, and Phil was the biggest I'm a Ben Shelton fan. U.S. Open time comes around. We watched you go against Van de Zenshulp late in the third set. Had, I mean, very well could have had that match. Guy goes on the quarterfinal the whole time. Right. After every match, Baltic won. Phyllis, man, ben, that could be Ben Shelton. That should be Ben Shelton. And not to make you feel bad about it, but right. it was just he saw it then, and I continued to see And I said, all right, obviously I think the kid's good, but let's just see. Let's not try to throw away the – no, 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 the kid's good. Kids go, Ben Shelton's the truth. And I, so it made me just sit I mean, back and watch fair, and watch. Though, Phil gets Phil, like that. Phil's, Phil's off the Jensen Brooksby train. He lost <sighs> one match this week. Yeah, no. Nah, wow. The thing so, is, I mean, but here's know. the thing also, also. Let's play this. Once I gain Chris, he's there. But Phil is on me off the guard. Phil's emotional with all of his sports teams. The amount of time he's given up on the Packers, the amount of time he's given up on the Bucks, he's still a Brooksby fan. He's just, you know, he was hurt. He was hurt so far this year. But I said all that to say, the kid knows how yes. I feel about him. He knows how that I'm always there to answer any questions and offer any advice that I could have. And granted, he's got a, a, a very established pro in his own home. So mm -hmm. I don't really know if I can offer anything else. But in the event that I can, I'm always here and I'm always supporting just because I really think you're going to be a hell of a player. You already are. But I like when I see you play, I'm like, man, this kid is I get a joy out of genuinely like watching you play tennis. I was watching your live stream this week. I watched your live stream against Kubler. I was watching like, oh, in the car. Oh, oh. No, I wasn't watching in the. I was watching as a passenger. Yeah. In the car because I wouldn't. I wouldn't no, dare watch and drive. Good no, God, no. Good God, terrible. no. That's a motor You'd vehicle. Just be sitting there. No, 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 no. When I'm a passenger. My when I'm a passenger, yes. I am glued to the phone of watching course. this kid play yes. and With full obviously volume. 
full volume, full waiting, just full loving volume. Mike Cation uh, and into the ball change. Into the ball change. <laughs> how, how, how was your commentary on Mike Kugler match? I never watched it back. Uh, I, I mean, you pretty you didn't really critique that much. You just highlighted that Kubler had a pretty clear tactic. Yes, he did. He was going after the backhand and wasn't really letting you out of it. I know. And, and that was pretty much the most part. As soon as you changed to opening up to hitting that forehand from deep in this the This is when Coach corner. Mike Keisha comes in and tell us. Give us, give us a little. That was when – that was because you were up a break, 4-3. I was. And then you started changing to hitting that forehand. You weren't, you weren't there with it. That, that the fit – maybe the fitness plays into it there. But you weren't – as soon as you changed to hitting the forehand from deep in the deuce corner, you weren't there for it. Right. Yeah, so he was very – he was more excellent. than He wasn't ripping. I mean, I, if he had ripped you in that match, me and him would have had a problem. I'd be like, bro, this guy hadn't lost a match, and I don't know how long you're really going to – but he didn't. He was – so on the rare occasion, he was respectful, oh, and he understood on, the, the full context of everything. But, no, he, he continued to praise you. And I believe – I don't remember exactly what he said, but after, as the match ended, I believe he said, we're going to see more of Jason Cooper, but for now – uh, ben Shelton, and I think I turned my phone off yeah. right then. So you, you mentioned, like, we're, or I think you said, we're going to talk about Jason in a minute. Yeah. But Ben Shelton, and then the phone yes. went off, and I went, uh, uh, uh. No, I, oh. said, I said the summer is going to be a really interesting opportunity for Ben to explore what he wants to do. And that's, that's ultimately what it is for you right now, right? I right. mean, exploring this summer is really just kind of figuring out – I mean, it's essentially figuring out who you are as a tennis player, right? Right, yeah. Experiences and – Having fun. He, he has a lot of fun when he's playing. I, I wish yeah, I could take yeah. something of that from him. <laughs> I Some did, man. He's, Same. Whew. Ben, thank you. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. The show might be over, but the conversation isn't. Join us on social media at NoahRubin33, at MikeCTennis, and at Behind the Racket. Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you Behind the Racket.